This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Oh, saving the spot from the rut. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Prime rib day. Here we go. <laughs> I don't know if this is prime rib. This is pretty close. This is like you shot a 160, got day drunk, and then woke up, and now you're eating the back straps out of it. Oh, man, that's a pretty good day. <laughs> that's better than prime rib day. Uh, we're going to do a quick turkey catch-up, uh, what we got going on in our lives catch-up, uh, podcast catch-up, and what we got planned for this season coming up. Um this is kind of episode just for us, and then we're going to get into a little special something on the next couple episodes. Oh, boy. That won't be announced yet. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that on the social media platforms. We're excited to to bring this to you guys. But let's get into the turkey talk, man. Uh, I think we had an episode last year, turkey talk. We did. That was before season, though. Yeah, that was before season. This is after season. Um, I got my butt kicked this season. Um 
we I've never hunted harder for turkeys in my life than I have this year. Like ridiculous amount. Uh, ten. Oh yeah, we we can we can do them whenever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's get into those real quick. Yeah, homie's always got to keep me in check. I'm just ready to go full send on this. Well, it's just weird we're podcast, podcasting in person right now. I know, now. yeah. That's it's a little weird. so weird, yeah. I'm, Hopefully for the foreseeable future, this will be the norm again. Yeah, I'm back home off the road for a while and uh, hopefully be able to do the in-studio thing for a while instead of over the phone. But, uh, yeah, let's get into the people that make this possible. Start with the VIP veteran Broadhead. Um, pretty sweet kills with a veteran here recently. A couple of yeah. African kills. I don't even know what to call them. I don't just I don't giant know. bodied animals <laughs> is what they are, um, and all with the hundred grain. Yeah, so. all with the hundred grain, and I, uh, I know that spring bears kicking up, and a lot of people have been sending in bear pictures, so that's pretty cool too. I think I would rather do fall bear. Would you? Yeah. I don't know what everyone tastes better is the one I want to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's not a lot going on right now, and you can hunt bear right now, yeah. so that'd be one thing to think about, but. You got the VIP Veteran Broadhead shout-out. This week's VIP Veteran Broadhead shout-out is John Robert. Uh, five years of service in the Army. Uh, Branch Reserve, one LT. I'm going to assume that's lieutenant. Uh, one lieutenant, AB officer, uh, UH-60LM Blackhawk pilot. That sounds pretty badass. Um, he says, nothing too crazy. He is air assault qualified. And he's currently deployed to the Middle East in support of Operation Inherit Resolve. Hopes to pin captain here with the next board result, so good luck with that. His civilian job is a police officer, and um, check out Rack, Wing, and Spur on social media. Um, they're out of Ohio and Kentucky, and John has a wife and a nine-month-old son. Nice. Well, thank you for all your service, being a police officer and military. Can't thank you enough from here at Whitetail Legacy Podcast Crew, all the VIP family. All right, uh, let's get into scent lock. You ha- you wore the new early season stuff this during turkey season this year. I stuck with my tactic suit because when I shot my bird, it was forty degrees. So yeah, right. I'm glad I had the tactic suit. But you went down south where it was warmer. So how'd the early suit season suit do for you? Yeah, this would be the first early season gear I've got from scent lock, and um, you know I was kind of like the early season stuff is for sixty degrees and above, and um, you know it was a different. Um, kind of get up, you know, because I've never needed an early season. You know, we could always run the the mid for turkeys. So I uh, got me an early season suit, and it was pretty lightweight. It was like um, right at 60 degrees in the morning, and it got up to maybe 70, 75 during the day. So um, plenty, plenty good there. wasn't wasn't too hot or anything. So. Nice. That's perfect temps to be. Yeah. Trying to run around, and get on turkey. <laughs> we we're running around. ECW calls. Uh, one thing I'd like to really shout out this turkey season that came in stat was that box call. We had birds that didn't want to talk uh, on a couple occasions, and we hit that box call. And if you cut it off with that box, and you get that real deep, you know, rat rasp right mm-hmm. at the end, they're really liking that. And uh, you can get a lot of volume with that. So uh, check out ECW calls and his. Uh, that was a new box call this year. So yeah, it was definitely something One-sided, I'm going to be adding yeah. to the uh, arsenal for next year. Yeah. And scent lo- or uh, we just did scent lock Ingram's outdoor obsession. <laughs> uh, all your taxidermy needs. Um, I decided that I'm 
going to do the mount that I was talking about, and I yeah. talked to him, and we're going to do it together because it's something he's never done. Oh. So. Um, I wouldn't think it would be too it much. It seems pretty simple. Yeah. Um, It's 70 bucks for everything. Oh, yeah, with the kit? Yeah. Yeah. So I look was looking it up, and that's with. Uh, now, the, that that's wing side specific, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I was hoping Taylor, my wife, would have shot one, and then we could do a left and right. Yeah, that would Facing each other, but. I don't know if I'm going to go with the face or the skull. Yeah. Did you get it on Outlaw or, yeah, Outlaw Skull? Is that where you got it? Uh-uh. I just no. Googled oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, but yeah probably is, there. yeah. But, yeah, that's, I I don't know which one I'm going to do. But hopefully uh, be able to – I say both wings, so. Yeah, for sure. I mean. You got you know, to. I said, you know, I might do two <laughs> or use the better one. But, all right, let's get into the show. So, as I was saying before, I got my butt kicked by turkeys this year. Hunted 10 days, three different people I hunted with. Um, or actually, I hunted 12 days, three different people and myself, and killed one bird. One bird. Yeah, missed. My buddy missed one. Um, pretty long shot, but they were cutting, and I had spotted him moving. Hunted with my wife. Uh, that was a... That was savage. <laughs> Didn't hear any birds for two days. Um, this year, the property that was just dead set on turkeys um, didn't have them. So if you go back in the episodes, uh, I kind of bad karma myself because I was feeling pretty cocky about turkey season, man. Because, like, most of the time, second, third time I go out, you know, it's done. And uh, I think that's why... I didn't like turkey hunting as much because this year I enjoyed it mm-hmm. because when I got that bird, it was like I did something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I had more respect for it than in past years, which makes me want to go more next year. Yeah. Then I've just killed 80 birds. You know, this is just another one. Yeah. You know, and you know, you kill so many birds and then you go out your second, third hunt in the morning. And I mean, it's always awesome. You know what I mean? But if there's not like the, the sanding going on, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, you have no epic buildup. Yeah, there's no epic buildup of, like, I had my gun misfire on me, and <laughs> I don't know how many times we got close, you know, 70 yards, and then just the no, no birds on any property. The amount of property that I got to go, you know, big shout-out to the Brody boys. We've had Josh on. We've had Wyatt on um, and Jared. They let me go on their property. Um, we hunted your property. We hunted my lease. Um, we checked, uh, Boonertown, nothing there. Uh, we hunted all the other pieces I'd normally do. The S ranch, we hunted all that. That's 600 acres and there's just no birds on it. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I don't understand. I don't know if that winter killed a lot of them or what happened. There's a ton of birds on your piece, but Illinois is county specific. Yeah. And we just wasn't, we got knox county because like it normally is this legitimately lights out like it's i think i shot four or five off my piece i shot a couple off site or s the s ranch <laughs> can't be giving the names out man people will be on it right um uh, and then you know but luckily the brody boys let me go up there but uh in a nutshell how was your turkey season before we go um, down in detail details you know it was about the same as yours man um had a whole bunch of confidence going into it. Um, you know, that's probably just from what you were saying. And 
um, feeling a little better in my calling skills and, you know, I was, was going to be able to try to reap a couple of times I thought, and, um, it just didn't quite go that way. I mean, we, we got one solid reaping attempt, but other than that, you know, it's just the lack of birds, like you said. Yeah. So, and it wasn't just us, you know, we put up a post and a lot of people, yeah, everybody was struggling yeah. in Illinois or the, a lot of the Midwest people were struggling or saying that it was harder than normal. And even so. some people out East that, you know, are following us and stuff, they were saying that, you know, it's been pretty tough too. Yeah. And then you talk to some people, it's been lights out, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, so where uh, is the snood trophy going? Have we, is there a determined, I, I don't know. Champion? I didn't, I didn't know if it was just us or if it was open to public or <laughs> I think it was just the Snapchat group. Okay. The, the Twitter is the t-shirt mm. that was open to public. Okay. Right and on. I think that went to Eric or how long was Eric's? Cause Jake had a three and a half. His was three and five eights. Ooh. Yeah. Got him by eighth inch. Wow. So, we yeah. probably send one to both just because yeah. they participated. Right. But yeah, we'll send one to both. But yeah, we had a snood competition this year, uh, private and public. Um, if you guys want to, we might, we might do something for deer season. That's fun. If you want to get in on a little competition with us, <laughs> follow our Twitter, um, White Tail Legacy Podcast on Twitter. Yep. Um, uh, but as far as the snood trophy, yeah, I think it's going to go to Nate. Nate. Two and fifteen sixteenths. Two and fifteen sixteenths. Going to Nebraska. Huh? <laughs> All right, I gotta get the shipping bill out. <laughs> yeah, so. that's fourteen ninety five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should make Nate pay shipping. <laughs> right. You gotta pay your own shipping, man. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do that now. Uh but yeah, we uh, I ended up buying a WLP Snood trophy this year. Um just for the our fun tight knit group of guys that we've have made great connection with through this podcast and they're in our snap track group and um a lot of good fun had in that so uh let's kind of break it down in detail i guess of what we got going on uh before we do that we said we want to do this i want to i want to thank the listeners again we haven't done that in a long time we're slowly gaining with it being the off season this is like the slow listener amount and we're not we're not losing anybody you know what mm-hmm. i mean we're gaining we're gaining listeners every week, so we can't appreciate you guys en- enough for spreading the word, listening, following all the social media, commenting on our stuff. We have an incredible amount of engagement on our pages, which is super solid. That's because you guys, you know, you you write a comment, and then that makes someone else think, well, I had this situation that was similar or something, and uh, it's cool to get the word from multiple different people. But uh, we had some comments recently that, people think we're doing big things or, or we're somebody, you know what I mean? And we're not anybody, uh, we're, and then people are asking about the industry. We are a, we are a speck in the hunting <laughs> industry. Like we're, we, people don't even know we're there. Right. I mean, yeah. we're in it just cause we're in ties with company, but we're, we're not in it deep. You know what no, I mean? No. And, uh, a lot of people out there, I think at, try to, say they're in it more or try to act bigger than they are. So we just wanted to make it straight up honest to you guys that we're still the white to legacy guys that <laughs> really can't kill shit, but get, get it done somehow. And, uh, are just a speck on the wall of the hunting industry. Um, not making any huge changes there. No, so we've been getting a lot of messages about that. 
been getting a lot of messages about just people's kills and stuff and the private messages. We love that stuff. Love making the connection with you guys. So keep that going. Just a big thank you to everybody that's listening and uh, continues to to be a fan of this for some reason. Yeah, and, you know, um, we've gotten a lot of messages on Instagram here lately. Um, a lot of people really tuning in. Um, a lot of good uh, feedback about our videos. So uh, we got a couple videos that we're going to put together off-season. And... Um, I don't think they're going to be as epic as Mr. Freeze, but, you know, um, just let you guys see actually what we're doing and actually what we're talking about on here. So uh, we appreciate all the messages and we appreciate all the shares and um, all the comments and everything. You know, that's something that we take a lot of pride in is engaging with you guys because it's just, you know, like we got everybody in the snap group like at a year and a half ago, we literally do none of them guys. Mm -hmm. And now, you know. I could go stay at anybody's house. Yeah. And, you know, that I think that's pretty cool. And that's that's what we've gotten from this from doing this is just a friendship. So mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh I'd like to shout out Last Breath for, you know, giving us the opportunity to go turkey hunting with them this year. Yep. And then also shout out to Rise. I won their giveaway and then we have a signed poster of all the guys their autographs now in studio oh wow yeah i know it's pretty epic we need to get it in a frame i was gonna say it's covering up half the wolf puzzle so. i was gonna say cody will break the frame yeah so just yeah. don't even worry there's about no it. glass in the studio i can't <laughs> believe the tv's lasted this long <laughs> but yeah just just a big thank you to everybody and uh let's break down the details of what we got going on yeah so uh so in illinois we have five seasons and um the first season is monday through friday so we don't ever i don't ever apply for a tag because i'm working so second season starts on saturday so that's a pretty hot season and um, but this year the way that uh easter fell good friday was the friday of first season so we have that off of work and i was like you know we gotta buy a tag it's just another day to go hunt so we bought a tag for uh, my property down in henderson county and um, I was pretty excited for this hunt because even though it was one day, like it was, I've been telling Cody how many turkeys are on my property down there. And um, I was like, dude, you're going to get like the full effect when you go down there. I said, it's going to be kind of mind blowing. And you would think it'd be easier to kill birds off of because there's so many. But I mean, it's still tough. And we were just talking before we were recording that the terrain for the turkeys is so beneficial mm -hmm. and working so much against us. So if we wouldn't have been slow crawling, reaping over that hill and I caught, caught that fan, those birds would have been gone. There's, it's just, oh, yeah. it, it's so ridgy and like the, the fields aren't flat. There's just no. like bulls in them in the middle oh, of nowhere, yeah, it's... right by on the edge of the timber. And that's where the birds are. But that, that was an awesome hunt. Uh, so close to killing on that one. Ridiculous. Yeah. You know I don't I mean? even know like, how you seen that bird. Yeah. Like, I mean, he must, was he away from you when you seen him? Like looking away, strutting? I just seen the tips of the fan up over the hill. Okay. So he didn't really get yeah. to see his head. Mm -mm. So. so after my Oklahoma trip, what I think we needed to do there. So that was my first legit reaping attempt. Turkey's out in the field. Mm -hmm. Uh, what was there? Five toms and one hen. I don't know. I could, yeah, there's I mean, there, there was a lot a, of There toms. was over a handful, yeah. yeah. So, 
we got the fan out and of course it was packed away. The cameras packed away. We're literally on the move to try to circle around these birds where I think that they were going, but then they're still out in the field. And so they moved 20 yards from where they flew down in two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're just literally hanging out. Yeah. And it's kind of a 50, 50 flip of if we go to where I go or where we went, or if we go to where we would have seen them on the hillside after they flew down and we would have had hours of footage. Mm -hmm. So I think while we were reaping, if you would have just gotten like maybe two yards in the woods and went up to that brush, that yeah. was, that bush that was sticking out in the mm-hmm. field and somehow got a clear line of video. Yeah. And I had to just stayed out in the field by myself and reaped them. I think we would have had the two fans was better, messing them up. You think? Yeah. I think that was so because the way, uh, Matt and Jesse and Logan and Garrett and all them do it, they just get behind one decoy and just go. Yeah. So last week and they had Jesse, Logan and Garrett, one decoy and they're just going at yeah. this bird and killed it you know we need to get a better reaping decoy we do yeah. I, it's on the list yeah, it's on the list for <laughs> it's sure. on the list so uh one day gamble didn't work out but it was probably the best opportunity for yeah. us to kill a bird i mean we got 70 yards yeah we got 70 yards and everybody's we were... like shoot it shoot it. i'm like dude it's like 70 yards like no. oh i thought it was 40 i was like yeah but the crown of the hill mm-hmm. like i mean and yeah. then as like we would get closer they would just continue to walk away from us so mm-hmm. we weren't gaining anything and we're crawling and it was a lot of work yeah we <laughs> I mean, crawled probably 200 yards dude, through the field insane yeah and then we were right on them on the roost 50 60 yards so you could see the beards we, we hanging see, in the roost yeah we could see 11 birds in the roost um eight toms one hen and two jakes yeah and that one Tom was a dandy. We were right there on top of them, and they all flew the opposite direction. <laughs> so. Cody's like, this is so epic right now. Yeah. And it, it was pretty sick. That's the closest I've ever been to any birds. We um, were 40, 50 yards. Like, and they were like kind of all around us. Yeah, and like, they were like just, circle. We were like in the center of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then so. as it just got lighter, you could just see them, and then they're up there strutting. And this hen... That hen that was calling, like, yeah. she had, like, a collapsed lung. It Never like. worry about your turkey calls no. again. This hen <laughs> this hen was doing, like, the weirdest moan I've ever heard. <laughs> right? So I'm like, if if that's a normal hen sound, my turkey calls are real solid. <laughs> so. so then um, Saturday, second season, um, I was still up to bat. We went to the S property and where you killed last year. Supposed to be fire. Uh, no gobbles. Eight or nine birds on there last year for sure. This year, no no birds at all on 600 acres or so. Multiple weekends. Mm-hmm. Every weekend. Every weekend. For a month. Mm-hmm. In the turkey rut. <laughs> Nothing. One official gobble on there cut off by a mushroom hunter. So. Oh, yeah. But. So... Um, we checked that piece. We checked a couple new places that Cody got permission to, um, did a little deer scouting on that one, hopefully. Yeah. That's where Ingram's hunted that before. Really? Yeah. Oh. But he hunted the North. He didn't hunt that pinch. Deer? Yeah. Oh, he deer hunted it? Yeah. Oh, he hunted the, the he strip hunted coming the in strip from the road? Coming in from the road. I'm oh, like, Ingram, you got to go deeper, bud. I'm like, bro. <laughs> I'm like, did you, you see that? Did they use that pinch? He's like, yeah, they came out there. Like, oh, and it's it's that low spot, bro. Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. yeah, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, that's a good pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see, we went back and chilled where you killed last year. 
nothing. And then we went straight to the lease. Yeah, Saturday. we went straight to the lease after that. And then there was birds gobbling. There was one goblin on the lease because yeah. we were talking to Nick when mm-hmm. he's taking the dog outside. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there's one goblin back there. So we started sprinting back there. And then you seen him too. Yeah. And I didn't see him, but he was strutting on the other hillside down on the other. He was way down on the bottom. And then uh, we set up on him and he wasn't working. Mm -mm. And then we we decided, did he he stop gobbling? Yeah, like he gobbled twice on the ground. Yeah. And he stopped gobbling and then we circled around. Because after we got to the tree, after you seen him, Mm -hmm. he still gobbled twice. Yeah. But that turkey hits the ground and just moves. He right. just he he's he covers like three hundred yards every gobble. <laughs> there, there was uh there was one turkey in Oklahoma that Matt and I were calling Usain Bolt because yeah. it was the same way. That guy hits the ground, boom, yeah. boom. He knows and then, exactly where he's going. Yeah, and we yeah. chased this one turkey for probably two miles through yeah. this giant property. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Besides, and then we got 50 yards from him, but we didn't know he was coming up the hill. Mm-hmm. So he he seen us when we seen him. Yeah, that's, that, that's what happened there. And then when you went back Sunday. and then, Yeah, so Saturday night you roosted you roosted him. Oh, God, this bird's a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you roosted him, and you're like, oh, he's, he's like in the same tree. Would us go to the end of that ridge he was working up? And set up and would, over. yeah, we'll get him. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, it sounds like a good plan. He's like, but that was the, like the only bird you heard. So Sunday morning we go in there. And birds all over the place. Birds <laughs> all over the place, except the one bird that we thought was yeah, we're like right there. We're like we're standing there. There's gobbles all over the place. They're back further, and I'm sitting there like, I know this bird was right here. It's got to be <laughs> right. And we had to be 50, 60 yards from him. And it's pretty dark. Yeah, it was still real dark. And I'm like, all the other birds are just hammering. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> so we proceed to walk right under this bird, I guess. They're yeah, pretty dang close. We're like, well, Cody thought he's like, well, hell, maybe, maybe, maybe got he's not here. Maybe or yeah. something. I don't, you know. So he's like, well, we'll just kind of set up on these other two birds that are gobbling that, you know, might work this way. So I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it's like all we got right now. So we did that, and then... These birds have been gobbling 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, finally... He gobbled like he twice gobbled. on the roost. And he's in the exact same spot. He's in the I'm spot. Like, he's like, there's that bird. And I was like, yep. And we were probably 60 yards on the other side of him yeah. this time. And then he, he did, did the not, exact yeah, same did thing as Saturday. Same thing. If we would have just waited, or if I just sat there and been like, this bird's here. Right. And just set up. That would have been a lights-out hunt. He would have flew down. Whether we called or not, he would have been within range, working that ridge, going to the north. And then the weirdest thing. So I, I just think he was quiet on the roost because we had literally walked there. Yeah. And, that, and then he was quiet. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So I, I don't know. There was there oh. was a... Yeah. Are we getting, is there, is there a nader out there right now? <laughs> I think that's my kid's uh, electric Jeep driving in the garage right now. Oh, nice. So. Um, so, yeah, that was all the second season because yeah, so, then Monday started and. Yeah, so Sunday we went out, that's when we went out and then we hunted till noon or oh, yeah. 12.50 every oh, yeah. day. You yeah. know, we hunted the full season every day we could. Yeah, we literally hunted till the last hour both 
every all three days. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I felt good about the effort, and yeah, it just wasn't in in the cards for me to shoot an Eastern here so, this year. So we'll take that second second season. There's eight or nine birds on the lease, right? And then third season, I go out there to roost. There's no birds, no birds gobbling. But then I take Ingram out there, and he misses a bird with mm-hmm. with three jakes. So there's four birds there. Third season, and then fourth and fifth, there's nothing. Nothing. So I don't, and like there's nothing you can hear for forever. Like there's nothing on the neighbors. There's nothing anywhere. I'm saying you're on the west side, so the wind usually yeah be carrying a little bit. Yeah, so you can't hear nothing on the north. But then that Sunday we had like the hottest bird in the woods. Yeah, working. Would we leave eight thirty mm-hmm. there? I mean, and he was still hammering. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just savage. But yeah, I took Ingram out. Uh we put the the best stock I've ever put on a group of birds crawling through the timber that we slid down this deep ridge and then walked <laughs> up this creek and then got to the edge of the field and we literally Ingram had to move five foot. The last five, five foot. foot. And uh he made a fail mistake <laughs> and was pretty much stood up and the bird boom automatically and then he started cutting and we took a poke at him about 60 yards he's shooting the tsss should have been no problem but he said he aimed at the bottom of the neck he should aim the top of the head and he hit low on the bird on the footage just barely brushed the feathers on him you know yeah. nothing nothing major we looked for him for a while um and we went back and uh we went back and I tried to roost that Sunday and, uh, the privilege of working nights. Yeah. The privilege <laughs> of working nights. Yeah. You can get out every morning. Yeah. I work, uh, tried to roost that Sunday morning of the season and, uh, we went back there and there's no birds. And I was like, well, I'm going to set up exactly where that bird was that was on us. Mm-hmm. And we went back there and we set up and we set for two hours that morning and didn't hear a gobble on the whole entire lease anywhere for two hours. So we left there and we went to his piece, no gobbles. And then, uh, went to the sidewalk where the S, the S ranch, <laughs> no gobbles. Uh, it's just savage, you know? And then four season rolled around and, uh, the first day it poured down rain and I went, I ended up going out late and for about two hours and there's, I didn't hear any gobbling. And then, the, the next day I went out and we set up on some birds and uh, they were hammering on the roost and then they flew down, went the opposite direction. Um, they were hinned up bad. And then we cruised around. I stalked a hen to, there was a turkey <laughs> in the grass. I reaped up on a hen to like five feet and uh, we didn't know if it was a hen or a tom at first, and then I realized it was a hen. Then I was like, well, I'm already in it. I might as well see how close I can get. I reaped up there. Then uh, the next day hunting, I misfired on a bird. So we were set up on the edge of the field. And this is on the lease? No, this is on Wyatt's. We set up on the on the edge of the field, and we had these birds working. Oh, no, we went to where the birds were the morning before because it had rained that night, and we did uh, we didn't roost anything and we went to where there was like five the five or six birds that went the opposite direction the morning before we went to that corner set up no birds no no birds there so we're like okay there's birds on the completely other side of the 
as far east as you can go. Mm. So we walked that muddy ass field all the way to the east, <laughs> and we set up. And uh, I hit a call, the box call, pretty loud, and I got a gobble, and uh, it was pretty close. So we're like, I will just set up. So we set up about an hour, and the bird gobbled a couple times, wasn't making any move towards us. So I said, well, let's go in the timber more. So I went in the timber maybe 50 yards, hit a call, got three gobbles. I'm like, okay. So three birds or him, he gobbled three Three birds, yeah. Yeah, see, so that's something I want to bring up is I've, you know, done the field edge thing, and then I've kind of moved in the timber a little bit like you did, and the turkeys have been more responsive when I've done that. Yeah, Because I don't know if it's because I've moved and they know that, you know, a hen turkey is going to be moving mm-hmm. instead of just being stationary out in the field calling. But if you can't get anything fired up on the field edge, don't be scared to make a move to the timber and set up because I've gotten birds struck up yeah, after making in the middle a move of the in timber. There. Yeah. And uh, literally just set up on a tree and had Tom come in nine yards done. Yeah. So that's what, that's what we were going to do. Um, it sounded like the birds were further away, so I was like, let's move another 50, 60 yards. Well, we got to that 50, 60-yard mark, and there was just nothing but, like, little bitty tiny trees. So I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, I'm trying to hide two guys, camera gear. So I'm like, there's this big dead tree up here. I said, let's just go get on it. We'll get right on the other side of it. It's like no limbs. It's been dead for a long time. We'll just set up against it. So I get there. And I'm like, I'm going to hit one more call. And I just hit three yelps. And then there's four gobbles. And there's here comes Jake's just screaming through the temper. <laughs> and they were on a full sprint. And they're, I seen him at about 80. I'm like, oh, here they come. And I got Wyatt with me. Never ran my camera before. <laughs> Luckily, I mean, the footage, it wouldn't have been there anyway. I mean, if there would have been someone there with me, we they could have got some pretty good footage. But four birds we're behind this log now because we hadn't went over and set up because i was making sure they hadn't moved or anything and uh i didn't expect them to just scream in because they've been back there for two hours gobbling Mm -hmm. and uh end up being four jigs and at this point i was like i'm shooting anything right Mm -hmm. i don't really care about turkeys i hold out for deer but turkeys are free game (laughs) and uh they're at seven steps four of them and they're just bobbing around you know and i'm like they're right there and i'm like trying to move the camera down further to like get under the log because it was like wedged up a little bit so i'm like and then there's another stump in the way so i'm like well i'm like i'm just gonna shoot one i come up over the ridge and they're all their heads are together so i'm waiting waiting i mean i bump up over the tree not the ridge and then (laughs) pull the trigger click so gun misfired I look at Wyatt and I go, what the, you know, <laughs> jack a shell, come back up. They're at like 50 and they're freaking out. I could have probably sent one, but at this point I was like, not on footage. You know, I just misfired. I'm just over it. <laughs> so left, came back the next day, hunted, had birds gobbling, and then um, told the neighbor that they were gobbling on his property and was like, hey, do you mind if I cut through your 20 acre piece like i'll just hit like i want to hit the fence line and walk it because they're gobbling on the neighbors that i had permission to hunt instead of walking all the way back to my car driving all the way around then coming down the other side Mm -hmm. 
and he just shows up to hunt in his truck. <laughs> so he drives, I'm working these birds, you know, they're pretty far away, but they're gobbling my calls. And, uh, he cuts, he just drives right in between and parks right in between me and where these birds were it's and savage. goes into the woods to hunt. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I walk back to my car, get in, I drive around the edge and, uh, I get to the edge of the field and here's two hens and they're screaming. I'm like, okay, there's going to be a Tom behind them. That's, there was a ton of hens, like the most vocal hens I've ever heard on that piece. And then I'm like, oh, there's going to be a Tom behind them. So I'm sitting there, you know, I'm like up in this cedar tree. And that's where I found that turkey nest was right in that grass and cedar tree. And I'm just kind of sitting right there on my knees. I wait for a while, nothing there. So I take the fan out. I creep to the top of the hill and out in the open field, there's a turkey. No, I didn't bring my binoculars with me. So I'm like, man, it looks like a big bird, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm just going to reap it. So I got out there pretty far about a hundred yards. I realized it was a hen. So, and then she ended up coming maybe 50 yards from me. So then I went back, got all my camera gear. Cause I just turned my camera on, pointed it in the direction I was going and <laughs> left it running and then cut back around, set up on this hillside and, uh, had another hen come out by herself. All these hens are by herself. So I'm at four hens by myself, by theirself. And she walks 10 yards from me. I'm laid out in this grass <laughs> And uh, she walks 10 yards, super vocal, calling the whole time. I'm like, okay, I got a live hen out in the field, calling the whole time. Mm. So I put my decoys out, get back to the edge. Here comes another hen by herself. She comes like 50 and skirts around the decoys. Then I look to my left, and I see a bunch of turkeys coming, and one's a tom for sure, strutting across the field. And I'm like, all right. Hit some calls. I'm like, it seems like they're coming in my direction. They go right into the timber. And then one pops out where they need to be, like, to come to me. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, it's a hen. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I'm at, like, seven hens, you know, <laughs> right. by themselves. By and then two hens come out in the field and just dust for an hour and a half. They're just laying out in the field, not moving. <laughs> Sun and just bathing, flapping bro. their wings. <laughs> and I'm like, where is this Tom at? No gobbles the whole time. And I'm like, I can't even make a move on them because I got these two hens. Right. So I decide to reap like along the edge to try to maybe like see if he's in this little bowl. Mm. And that's when I reaped right up on that bull snake. It's like a four foot bull snake. And I'm like three foot from it. Like, Oh, okay. This is cool. (laughs) On my freaking hands and knees crawling. But, uh, then the next day I went out. So this is like the fifth day, sixth day hunting straight went out brutal. And there was, there was six birds. They're all hammering on the roost. There's two or three hands, super vocal and whatever the hen call did, I did the exact same thing. And uh, basically called the hen in, and she brought all the toms in. Then the hen seen my decoys and didn't like them. For some reason, I have no idea why. It might be the zip-tied hen might be the problem. Oh, it was you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I need to get a new hen decoy. Maybe that was the problem. I don't know. But didn't like it. Coming right to the edge and then just hung up on the edge like that. And I took a poke at one. They all kind of decided that they were going to go back in the timber. So I shot the closest one and ended up putting down a nice Jake. And I was super, like I said, it was super rewarding to me because I've never hunted like six or seven days straight for turkeys like that. And then in the rain, you know, and then waking up, you know, I was at work. So I would get off work, fly to the woods and then stay up 
and then sleep for like three, four hours and go to work. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? So I put in a ton of work yeah, on the did, birds man. every day. And then I was carrying the decoys. I got to get a bag for those decoys. Just carrying I got them. A, I got a bag we can use. You can take yeah. my, my half strut Tom out of it. Yeah, I got to get that. I got to get that bag because it just doesn't. Because I've had no luck with that Tom. Really? None. I got to get. Can you reap behind it? Can you put a fan on it? He's got a fan. Oh, that's yeah. what you need to reap behind it. You need to take those. No, we need to make a thing like Matt had. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you could take those wings I got and put them on. Yeah, well, yeah, we need to do that too because that cardboard, yeah. bro, dude, <laughs> I smoked that thing. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was my turkey season to wrap. Uh, you want to cover Oklahoma? Yeah, so um, I had the opportunity. I was a last draft pick to go to Oklahoma. Um, Cody was. Well, that was the same weekend of your hunting here in Illinois. So it was the same week, and my season started Wednesday, and I was going to be gone Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. So I would have had to make a kill on Monday. Mm-hmm. Or did you make it home Sunday? No, we hunted Sunday morning. Yeah. So I killed on Monday. So it would have been perfect. But it would have been it would have <laughs> been perfect. But I knew I know that you like turkeys way more than I do. Uh, I was talking to the wife, you know, I said it'd be an awesome trip, um, but I decided to save my trip card for another trip. You so, know what I mean? That's, that was my decision. Right. And I knew that you would have more fun than me, honestly, <laughs> on those birds. It's just. So I had to, so Matt called me from Last Breath. Um, if you're not following him on Instagram, MJ Bart and some numbers, it should definitely follow him. He's hilarious. And, um, the dude's just a flat out deer killer. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. He just, he kills anything. Yeah. He, just kills he's stuff. shooting, he's shooting ground scores or something the other day yeah. in his yard. I'm like, dude, dude just can't put the guns down. Um, so, you know, Matt called me on like a Monday night and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'd love to go, but you know, I kind of got an obligation with Cody to film him for his season because I mean, how much work we put in to get me a bird during my season for three days, you know. So I had to let him know by the end of the week, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I need to ask Cody to be sure. Cody's okay with it, but you're the one that told him to call me. So I was like, I mean, he, at least he's got an idea before I ask mm-hmm. him. So, um, you know, you're like, yeah, man, just go and, you know, put one down and, you know, have some fun. So I was like, okay. So um told matt we're gonna go and his second cousin lives down there and she's married to this cattle rancher and they have about two thousand acres and then we also had permission on like another six properties and then while we were there we got permission on two other properties ourselves so like total acreage combined was like six thousand acres but it's all like cattle pasture where they plant wheat and you got cows, cows everywhere and just like little pockets of timber. So not a, not a bunch of timber for these birds to be in. So you think they'd be out in a field, but there's just not a lot of birds. And it's like one of the most populated counties in Oklahoma for birds. So um, Hank had been roosting some birds every night and, you know, said... There's been some afternoon birds here. We got birds roosted here. And then 
you know, whatever you guys do in the evening, you know, you just come back to where we've been seeing them roost. So we get down there like 1 a.m., get up at 5, and then Hank's like, hey, you know, I roosted this one last night. Um, we're going to have to walk through this canyon. And I'm like, canyon? I'm like, I don't know anything about no canyons, but i tell you what, by the end of the day, Saturday, like, I know what a canyon is, and it ain't no joke. So, <laughs> um, first morning we went and set up on this bird that we had roosted, and uh, Matt was filming, and he, I mean, it was, a, it was the biggest bird we'd seen all weekend. Um, like, over inch and a quarter spurs, probably, probably a nine and a half, ten inch beard on him. And, um, we just got super close to him walking in to set up and just like how we did here on the lease, I think that that's the same thing. Like we got super close to him because Hank said the night that he was up in the tree, he was just hammering all night. So I'm like, you go from hammering all night to nothing in the morning. I think he gobbled twice mm-hmm. and then flew down. And then that was the Usain Bolt bird. I mean, that guy was flat out running. So, um, he gobbled twice on the roost and then was gone. Maybe that's something, you know, every, we like to get close to him, but maybe we need to play it a little safer next year. And yeah, and, you know. Stay off him a little bit and yeah, try to call him in. Right. It's just so nice when you get that hunt where they just fly in the decoys and it's over. It, right. So, you know, but. So, we didn't think he was going to fly down in, like, the wheat field because it's, you know, 12, 18 inches tall. It was super wet. So, we thought he'd fly down in a little pocket of timber behind him and then circle back around to us, but. Uh, he just flew straight out and he flew a long way too. Like he didn't just like fly down. Yeah. I mean, he flew. So, and then it was just a dead sprint to this other Canyon that we walked through. So then we heard another bird goblin, uh, across the street on Hank's property, went over there, made a move. And then we sat up and they had like some hay out to feed the cows over there in the middle of the timber. And this bird was just right in the middle of the hay so we went down this hill, set up, and this bird, Matt, called twice, I think. Did like two quick yelps. Birds basically sprinting in. And he went full strut. And when we got down there, it was probably 150 yards. And then come to like 100, strut a little bit, broke strut. Matt called again. And then he like dead sprint to like 70. And Matt's like, can you kill him? I'm like, No. <laughs> And then there was like a tree with three that split off to three. I was like, well, if he gets by that and then comes to this side of the road, if he gets right there, yeah. And then I couldn't really get a good visual on him. And I thought I heard him say it was a Jake. So I was like, is it a Jake? Is it a Tom? I mean, we've been hunting for like 40 minutes. We're not going to shoot a Jake. Mm -hmm. So then a cow comes in off our right side and spooks this bird off at like 65 yards. And, I mean, this was a hot bird. I mean, super hot. So, he kind of circled back around, got on top of this other hill, and he probably gobbled three more times. And then it started raining on us at, like, nine. And then he had just, like, sprinted across this other wheat field into this other pocket of timber. And then we just kind of packed it up for the morning. And then, let's see, we went to where we have the afternoon birds. So where these afternoon birds are is they've been working up to these people's house that we have permission to hunt on. They own on both sides of the road besides this little corner lot where this house is. And uh, 
Hank's like, hey, turn here, pull in here, and then they'll be on this hillside. Sure as shit, there they are. And they kind of seen the truck, so they, like, started spooking up towards, like, where the cows are. And I guess that they go up there and, like, eat the corn that they put out for the cows. So it's just, like, the cows in there rooting around and spill some. Mm -hmm. So then the birds hit that mid-afternoon, and then... So we're like, all right, it's still raining. Let's go back to the house, and... um We'll come back because we had to drop Hank off because he had to go to Oklahoma City. So Matt and I come back and we're like, all right, you know, we'll just like drive by on the main road, not turn where we seen him. We'll just drive by on the main road. I was like, you look this way. I'm going to look this way. And I'm like, hey, man, they're over here. And so they had crossed the road from where we first seen him. So we go down the hill, park at the bottom of this canyon, and then... We go up the hill, and we know the turkeys are going to be working towards us, and we get set up in, like, this little uh, little thicket, but it's not really, like, tall. So if we're sitting on our ass, you know, it's just as tall as our head. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had decent cover, and Matt put out a couple calls. I was sitting behind the decoy, and he was just tucked in kind of the thickest part of the brush. And next thing you know, here comes, you know, 14 turkeys running right at us. I'm like, oh, dude. And one one Tom in the group that we could see, but a whole shitload of Jakes and like two hens. And the Tom was just running around. He was like in the worst spot because there's birds either right behind him or right next to him where I couldn't shoot him. But he's at like 30 yards. So I was like, you know, I'm not going to, not going to take a chance of hitting another bird so um we just kind of let him work off because we called again and then they're like well that's a tom you know mm-hmm. why is it why is it sounding like a hen so they just kind of got spooky and kind of split up and then we went back down the canyon circled back in front of them again and then i started reaping the tom and another Jake, and then four of them come and skirted us, and then they started going up this giant hill. I mean, just absolute giant hill. So then here we go, back down the canyon, circling in front of them again, and so now we've got them in like two different packs. But then when we get to the top of the hill, they've all kind of regrouped back together, and we put a move... I mean, we're at the top of the hill. I mean, we can't get any higher than we are. So now we're coming down at these birds. They're coming up to us. We thought they were on this the side of the hill. We bust a single hen over there. And then we're there's like two little flat parts on this hill. And they're on one. And then we're on the other. And we're both behind uh, Matt's Reaper decoy that he calls Jock, by the way. Um, we're both behind him. And Matt's like, hey, I see him. They're right there. So I kind of peek out. I see a Jake running towards us because he's seen the decoy. And then he's like, the Tom's the closest one to us. He's in full strut. And then he kind of seen us getting set up because we're like, you know, they're committed. And then um, he, the Tom kind of spooks back towards the other turkeys. And at that point, like all, all I could see was his head. So I was like, well, here we go. It's like a 40-yard shot. And so I shot, and he goes down. But then I could, like, see him still moving. Like, you know, he did the wing flap, but then he was, like, 
scooting on his belly, you know. So I shot again, and then, like, the turkey scramble was on. I mean, he's he's everywhere, just scooting around on his belly. Like, I shot him just, you know, maybe in, like, the back or something. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for, like, 60 yards, dude, we were just snaking back and forth. I'm like, ah, geez. I was like borderline ready to shoot him again you know because i'm like 10 yards from him but i'm like no i'll just get on his head you know step on him and so i finally finally get him down and get 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 him stepped on and um i mean so we were running wireless mic and um matt during the reap it had come unplugged but like the the only thing i could say is just like dude that was so much work like, I mean, that was just an ass load of work and to be able to get it done like that was pretty crazy and mind blowing. And then, you know, to have to chase him down a little bit and, um, it was a pretty cool experience. So I'm definitely glad I went. Um, uh, I thought I'd have to persuade the wife a little bit more than I did, but she was like almost pushing me to go. So I was like, well, yeah, but I have to like talk to Cody, be sure he's like cool with it, you know, but she's, she was totally cool with it. And, um, you know, I want to I want to thank Matt and everybody from Last Breath because I had to film him on you know him hunting and uh, I was kind of nervous about being able to produce the quality of video that they do and um, that was like the biggest thing I was worried about. I wasn't worried about me hunting or anything, but you know I just wanted to be able to when it was my turn to run the camera that I could provide the the quality of video that they're used to putting out and um, hopefully hopefully provide something that they can use so um matt and i both killed down there and uh both kills are on film so be be excited to see that when it when it all comes out so pretty exciting all right well that's our turkey in a in a nutshell yeah now we're focused on deer hunting um we got food plus put in cameras to hang stands to move all our public ground scouting's done. Maybe one more piece in the works. Still got to talk a little bit on that. Still talking Maybe about two. Yeah, Maybe two. One or the other. Yeah, one <laughs> or the other. So uh, just focus on deer hunting, get through the summer, and get back to what we actually love to do. I know you like turkeys, <laughs> but like I said, the deer hunting's like there's so much to it, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. when you get it done, you're like, Oh man, this is awesome! Yeah, like right. I've been working four months already for this. Yeah, and then turkey hunt, you're like, oh, second day. Yeah, I literally didn't know three weeks ago that I was coming down here. Yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean that that really kind of ended my my turkey season. So, um, I'm pumped to pumped to move on. Pumped to start doing some some land stuff, some habitat stuff really uh get it get a good food plot in get some shooting lanes trimmed that definitely need to get done um get some stands in the right spot that we know can produce and and be good yeah so that's that's it man and cra- try to create some content in between for you guys yeah for so, sure but uh we got a new series coming out uh we're going to showcase that soon do you guys be on the lookout for that and uh Get out there and uh, get ready for deer season. Try to leave a legacy and want the legacies out. 
A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.